Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is still Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And Pete Donaldson makes up the foursome. Yes. Hello, my darlings. Welcome again. Lovely Hello. to have you among us, of course. Are you talking to us or the listeners? I'm talking to everybody. Because okay. oh. I, I, after last Monday's revelation that I don't speak on behalf of the UK, it appears I, it appears I do. No, I still do think you do. Yeah, OK. Yeah. <laughs> so some of us um, are, are enjoying a snowless time, but of course others are not. No. Is it, what, people have still got the snow, have they? Oh, Pete, so. Pete was saying that, weren't you? It's well, like it was just three days ago. I think it's got a little bit better. People yeah. still don't have water, though. That's troubling, isn't I, it? I, I, went without yeah, water for, I went without water for two days last week. There was a wonderful right. story in South London, where I think a Mexican restaurant uh, was allowing people to fill up their uh, water jugs and have a cup of tea and also giving out free tequila as well, which is quite oh, good. I really thought um, you were going to say Mexican can... wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been good. Thames Water did, did an amazing thing on Twitter. They basically left 20,000 people in my area, or sorry, 20,000 household without water. Literally without any water. I mean, d- right? did they and leave then, it or did the weather uh, destroy pipes? Yeah, but which they, but, you know, did, but, were doing their best to sure, but, fix. But if you let if you let me, Pete, mm. you know, I'll, I'll tell you. Mm. The funny thing I was going to say was they then tweeted, "Great news! We're giving away free bottle of water at home base in Streatham." <laughs> <laughs> and most, I literally everyone was replying saying, "Yeah, I've got two kids and no car. I can't really get to Streatham." Yeah, it's mm. terrible, that terrible stuff. Bizarre. But anyway, it's not great news. The good news no. is for everyone listening out there, my water is back and I'm able to wash again, Marcus. South London, the wild, wild west. It Two is. It's a barren wasteland. The wild, wild south. It's like Bear Grylls down there. By the it way, is. giving out that Mexican restaurant, giving out tequila, if people are a bit parched and they haven't drunk a lot of water, <laughs> yeah. just go, go straight to your system. It's only going to make you go, have more water, isn't it? It yeah. might oh, make you forget you're thirsty. I don't yeah. want water. Want more <laughs> of this. Yeah. Don't they make it out of cactus? Yeah, isn't that a watery so. plant? Apparently so. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of water. So what I'm saying course. is, guys, keep cacti in your garden. That's yeah. something we've that's all another, learned. That's another tweet uh, Tim Water did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you kept cactus, cactus on your garden, you'd have been fine. If the we weather from the it. east, the beast from the east has taught us one thing, it's keep uh, a cactus or two. Cactus is it. <laughs> I'll tell you who is a beast from the east. Really, sat, well, sort of. Uh, it's more east from here. Giorgio Chiellini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. And someone texted me this morning, I half expected him to stop me getting a tea bag out the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spurs fans, I genuinely feel for you. It must be an absolute sickness because it's one of those ones where they should, when I say should have gone through, I think could have gone through is perhaps a better word. I don't think, you know, yeah, there's a couple of chances in the first half, but it's so unlucky and undone by one of the canniest and most streetwise opponents you can ever come across. Isn't it? I mean, 
Juventus could steal the Ark of the Covenant if they absolutely had to. <laughs> Do they I mean? do it in like if, a really unsubtle way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you want a team on a heist, that's yeah, your team. Yeah. yeah. It's, and yeah. if they opened it like an Indiana Jones, Chiellini would just stare it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what it was? I, I really enjoyed the game. I was, I was gutted for Spurs because I thought they, they did very, very well. And, and, and as people have said, they the lion's share of the play across the two legs, they were they were brilliant in. And you know, but I mean, what it brought home, I think, for everyone watching is <clears throat> the Champions League is tough, and there's a lot of factors. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Look at the teams who 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 have had far more investment, far more um, exposure to, to to this competition than Spurs, and haven't really been able to crack it. I mean, PSG under their current um, sort of uh, iteration, yeah, haven't yeah. haven't haven't gone past the quarterfinal. You know, Man City have been Champions League team for a while, and they haven't really made an impression on it. Arsenal, of course, but were part of the Champions League furniture for a long time, and and given the infrastructure they've got, you would you would fancy them to be back in there again at some point. Never, but just one ne- final. Never won it. Vengers yeah, only been to one Chelsea's final. Chelsea won it once in 15 years of Abramovich or whatever. Um, Alex Ferguson talks very, very eloquently in his book, his first book, um, about the 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 next level, how difficult it is, the concentration you need um, to to crack it. And obviously, it took him a while, and and it was such a big achievement. There was there was talk at the time, and I remember that he, you know maybe he wouldn't carry on after that because he'd done what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it's difficult, and and the draw is so important as well. I mean, mm. Arsenal fans who who will know that be. Be, be very happy about what happened to Spurs last night. Some of them will know. I mean, we're getting to the stage now, I think, where we can we can accurately say that winning your group in the Champions League doesn't really count for much. It just depends on the luck of the draw. Spurs won a group containing Real Madrid and Dortmund, and mm. they were the best team in it. Mm. Still got Juventus, still went out. And the concentration thing, and and and, and that's, what, that's what happened with Arsenal, with Bayern Munich and Barcelona, of course. Yeah. Um, but the concentration thing um, with Spurs is relevant because three or four minutes in that game at Wembley, and, 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 and a slow start in the first leg essentially did for for, for them, um, and now they're out. But the rest of the time, they were they were very good. Mm, yeah. Well, Chiellini spoke a lot after the game about experience, didn't he? And he was just very sort of um, a bit misreported a little bit, I think, about what he was saying about Spurs. He was quite magnanimous, and he said that you know they've, they've fallen short a little bit here, but he did talk them up for the future. And um, he was talking about that experience, and and you know that three or four minutes is is a perfect example because Pochettino said after the game that um, he felt Spurs had the better of the chances and it's very, very frustrating for him because they, they dominated the tie overall or the fixtures overall, but Juventus had had effectively three chances and scored all of them. But you look at that and you go, well, yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly and, what Kaelin yeah. talking about. And that three or four minutes, I mean, you may not be punished, but you, the point is you're far more likely to be punished against a team like Juventus in a Champions League game. Mm-hmm. They made a couple of mistakes and that's what, that's what did for them. And, and, and that experience that Juventus have, yeah. was it two funds in the last three years? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, four, four or so years of good, solid experience in the Champions League, which Spurs players don't really have. Um, if they if they keep that team together, and I think they, they probably will, next season they'll be better for it. It won't feel like it now, but they will feel better for it. And, and all the stuff that Lampard and Gerrard and, and Ferdinand were saying um, last night, I think they're great. They're a great combo. Those guys um, was, was true and, and, and really rang true to me. Yeah, yeah, and I think as well with that Juventus experience and so on. The the hunger as well. Now I know some players show their passions more than others, but obviously everybody saw that uh, moment where Chiellini made that block, yeah. and him and Buffon, you know, just screamed, you know, at <laughs> oh, each other. Oh, they live for it. They live for it. Absolutely. It. When you see that, and and you see the records, you know, a couple of finals in recent years, they're going for their seventh consecutive yeah. Serie A title. You think to yourself, there is no disgrace at all from Spurs mm-hmm. going out there, but the frustration is they could have gone through and. And had they have gone through, I know the beginning chaos theory and all that kind of stuff, but you look at the sides left in in the tournament, there's 
Real Madrid, of course, will be there or thereabouts, but they're not as good as they were in in, in last season, certainly in, in the previous season. Uh, Barcelona aren't through yet, we should definitely mm, say, absolutely. but let's just say if they are, they do go through. Again, unbeaten in La Liga, but but it's not as and good. And Real Madrid, Spurs have already beaten them, by the way. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I should, yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention that. Uh, you know, you, when you start going through all the sides... You think to yourself, you could have a, a, a slightly different name on the trophy. I say slightly, a different name on the trophy that, that has been in sort of recent years. And I think it was a great opportunity for Spurs to really um, do something in this tournament. And look, they have. They've had a great run, even though it was only just to this stage. But, but the frustration, I just, I, I, I just, I really feel for. I, I did as well. I was gutted for them. The draw is an important point to make as well. It's not making excuses for Spurs. They, they can, they didn't score enough goals, and they didn't, they didn't deserve to win because they didn't win. Uh, and we understand that. And Juventus deserved to go through. It doesn't mean Spurs didn't play better. No. Juventus deserved to go through. But they could have got. I mean, they could have drawn Basel in, in the well, exactly. They could have drawn Shakhtar. You know, they could have drawn um, Sevilla, who I think they were probably would have beaten they could have drawn Porto I think they would have beaten as well it does depend on the draw but that said I mean the point about this whole sort of conceived wisdom about winning your group it doesn't necessarily mean much because of the teams you can draw anyway because there's always going to be a team that's going to slip up and come second or there's going to be a group like Spurs' group with Real Madrid Dortmund and Spurs in it so it's a tough old tough old nut to crack and uh, and that Juve um uh, supporter who turned up the Arsenal shirt. So <laughs> did he really? Yeah, I didn't no, see he's, that. Of, he's sort of hanging out in Arsenal shirt. So yeah. yeah. But what did well, you done. Well, done. well done. Well yeah. done. I love what they're saying about Chiellini and and the pundits are absolutely right about him with the ball at his feet. And I I've no doubt Spurs would have been aware of that and would have targeted it. But it, it's part of me was really pleased to see a guy who can get to that level of football mm. without really necessarily needing to have the ball at his feet very often. In 2018, yeah, I know yeah, just I mean. with desire, grit, strength, Completely. hard work, experience, grizzled sort of yeah. his, wisdom. But his skill is not with the ball at his feet. His skill is reading the game. I mean, But it's it, nice that there's still a place for that. In, yeah. in oh, 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 I absolutely get what you're his saying. His skill is making the ball go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not having to have his feet. Repelling it. Well, I mean, you know, Pirlo played in front of him for a number of years, so a little short pass there and you're fine, you know. But but the skill is reading the game, uh, positioning yourself, Mm. all that that kind of stuff, which is hard to quantify, certainly in uh, social media. And if, if if you want a war... Chiellini will give you a war. If you're gonna, if you're gonna Any just, type of war. Yeah. Buzz Agley, too. 37-year-old <laughs> yeah. Buzz Agley. Yeah. Oh, Incredible. man. Also, and Buzz Agley was naughty as well. Yeah, he yeah. was very naughty. But, but then you have to say <laughs> that Spurs were very, very lucky not to give away a penalty That's early true. on. That's and, and that would have put a different complexion on the game. So it is sliding doors a little bit. But, uh, yeah. It could have gone either way. With Spurs, do you think... I mean, you've touched on it a bit there, Luke. Will this be another season for them where we hear things like they're still improving, they've gained more experience, next season's going to be a big season? Or, well, I think I think they are. I th- I think, but they have to keep that squad. And, I, and we've said that for a few years, and, and they look as though they're not going to go anywhere, admittedly. Well, last season Spurs got 86 points in the league. I think yeah. it's hard to see them doing that this season. I don't even know if that's still possible. I haven't checked. Um, that's a big total. But you're talking about a team who has no real history of being a, a decent, uh, solid Champions League team. Mm. And they're looking like the start of... That is the start of what they're going to become. They've got a new stadium coming. They're going to be able to compete financially. I mean, Juventus, for all this talk of pleading poverty of Italian team, Juventus spent 90 million quid on the strike. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they spend more money than Spurs do uh, yeah. on individual players. So, so they're still in the FA Cup. They, they've got a good chance. I think there's, they're a solid solid pick to get into the Champions League again. They'll be better for this experience. They are an improving team on, on most of the factors you want to look at. I mean, their second favourites for the FA Cup was Bet365. £10 on that returns uh, £32.50 because they're in at 9-4. to four. So, 
ultimately, it's, it's, it's not going to feel like this at the moment for, for their fans, but there's a lot to be positive about. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot. To, they're all moving in the right direction. They know their jobs. The, the, the manager is, is a fantastic manager. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. And if they I maintain, if they had drawn Basel, if they had drawn Porto, they'd be in the quarterfinal. And if they got in the quarterfinal, they could have well drawn an English team. And I would have fancied them against probably any English team other than City. Mm. So, they, mm. like, I mean, and then when you get to the semi-final, you never know what's going to happen. So I know it's a lot of ifs and buts, but mm. the reality is the fine lines are very fine indeed. One of the things with them as well is they have mobility at the moment. You do sense that they are not at the peak of what they can achieve. And like people talk about the worry of them losing players in the summer, but I don't think many of those players are likely to want to go with a new stadium. Yep. They, they're going to want to see what that is like. And um, the, the danger is when you sort, of, you sort of hit a ceiling and you feel like, well, we can't necessarily go one better than that it doesn't yeah. feel like that's possible yeah. not like you a Leicester is it where you no, think absolutely. oh this is a one off thing and we've got mm. no infrastructure or no yeah. tradition or no planning to, to repeat that again because that's exactly what yeah. we've seen with Leicester and that's what we expected to see yeah. you don't see that with Spurs nothing, yeah, nothing about Spurs yeah. suggests that they've peaked yet it's, well, it's, it's only going to hinge on the manager possibly leaving I mean that's the only kind of mm. situation I can I imagine Spurs fair, yeah. being yeah. Well, you know, dropping and it would off be a, massively it would be a great shame as Jim says a new stadium coming so and with a bit of hard work it <laughs> with a bit of hard work they could I know there's some stiff competition with this at the moment because the bar has been set very high but it could be the most successful state of migration that this country's seen um, uh, it's a packed list it is a packed list yeah of course they've got to get up for Bournemouth away um, on, the, on the weekend um, Manchester City they, they were beaten at the Etihad I mean obviously they went through quite comfortably the die was pretty much love to see the viewing figures for this game yeah because nobody was watching that I, apart from Man City fans <laughs> and Basel fans <laughs> yeah the Basel they fans they took over Manchester, did you see them? They had a lovely time. Yeah, they um marching through the streets and all peacefully. Yeah. Raucous but peaceful. Basel, Neutrally. Basel. That's and, we, and, and we that, were impressed with the Basel. Basel. Marcus, that's your motto, isn't it? Usually. Raucous but peaceful. Yeah. The, the Fulham way. I'm w- <laughs> <laughs> There's no raucousness. I'm willing to uh, negotiate on the peaceful bit, depending on the situation. Uh, well, we're talking to Fulham. We, we, we were at Fulham uh, for a Europa League match many, many years ago, Peter. Were well, we? I can't remember Against now. Basel. Oh, right. And there was a man okay. with his top off with a fine torso, and he was leading them all in a chance. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were that, brilliant yeah. supporters. They yeah, were. Yeah. We were all in a row, weren't we, in the neutral end? Yeah, it's like yeah. we bought tickets together. Yeah, so I remember, wait, you, I remember you talking <laughs> about Completely against my agreement. <laughs> it was an amazing game, wasn't it? Sorry, Fulham, yeah. Fulham won it three two, didn't they? One uh, nil, I think. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. was it the away game? They won three two. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Barcelona had some good players then. They did, yeah. yeah. But but they were great fans then. But they, but there they were on mass. And and what I love about that is they've obviously bought the ticket. And if not, if not, why not go and see your side, even though you're effectively already out? But to win the game was, the, was, was that, great for them. Was that in their run to the Europa League final? Fulham, Fulham, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 was, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Basel had, Sha- Basel had Shakiri then, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Came through. Ah. But, um, but, but, um, but yeah, it's a great win for them away from home. I mean, it is. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a dead rubber as we've seen, and and we uh-huh. saw that with the night before with Liverpool and Porto, which was a nil nil. Again, I didn't I didn't watch that because I mean, why would you? But um, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, great for them, and great to see um, Phil Foden playing by the way. As well. Yeah, the youngest the youngest English player to play in the Champions League knockout phases. Obviously, very highly rated. It's a good, good, um, good endorsement by Guardiola and confidence in him. And, and it's good and to see talents. him getting a proper bit of game time as well. Because we've seen him the odd yeah. minute here and, and, and there. And I think the reason, and without being too cynical about it, Phil Foden is a good player, uh, of course, and he's got a bright future ahead of him. Get but, him on that jet, but Pelé. Steady. Steady. You can't stand about every English player. You are, you are, and that, and that, he's joined in with that. And, yeah. that. and that British kid from Barcelona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get, him, get, him, get him on the plane. One of the, get them all. Interesting that projects. Have let, have let, uh, have let mm. slip through. But, yeah. but, but Foden, um, <laughs> it, what I was just going to make a really cynical point, actually, is yeah. that it's actually quite 
conveniently nice for Guaylo to be able to play a player like that. Because yeah. he can say, every time someone says, oh yeah, money, 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 you go, well, hang on a minute. Yep. Phil Foden. Like this player. But he, but he has Phil taken... Foden to everything. He yeah. to everything. <laughs> but he has played that he looks like he does believe in Foden. It doesn't look like it's a token. He, I oh, think he's a great he, player. I, I just think it's convenient as well. It is convenient, but I don't think that's the the, the, the reason motivation. for it. Yeah, the motivation uh, for it. Do we think Man City they can win the Champions League? Can't well, they? listen, they're favourites for it. No way. They're favourites with Bet365 at three to one. So ten pound returns forty pounds. Should they lift the big eared trophy? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're favourites. I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather tr- trust Bet365 with their predictions than ours. To be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going, can they win it? Bet365 was saying, yes, they bloody can. They're <laughs> favourites, you fool. Pep Guardiola said the other day, didn't he? He thinks that um, City aren't at Barcelona's level yet. And it's like, I see. I <laughs> see you. But, but you know, the, all the things I've just said about Spurs and the fine lines and the draw, it all counts for every team. For everything, really. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, if, if Real Madrid, oh, I take the point, but they have won it a couple of times in, in, in a row. If Real Madrid draw a really, really good team in the quarterfinal, mm. there's every chance they could go out. I mean, mm. we saw Guardiola's Bayern Munich. He was brought in specifically to win the Champions League. Wasn't able to do it. But then and the part of the reason he wasn't able to do it, sorry Pete, was just because he got a tough old draw and there yeah. were some really good teams that it, and only one team can win it. Again, the canniness is there though, isn't it? Madrid did such a job on PSG the other night. They, they just went there and got exactly what they needed yep. in a really routine, almost military-like well, way. Do you, do you not think that is the problem though? It is experience. That's the reason why possibly Spurs went out. It is just having that Champions League experience mm. every year and having it for like the last 10 years or something and just knowing what it's about every single time. Well, I'd yeah. have to see, I, I, I'm intrigued to see who Liverpool get in the next round. Yeah. Mm. Because those, a lot of those players don't have an enormous amount of experience going in latter state. Well, some of them do, some of them do. Uh, but the manager does. He's been there in the final before. Right. Mm. Uh, and I was at that they, final as well. Uh, uh, Pete and I were too. Yeah. It was a yeah. wonderful occasion. Um, and uh, they obviously got to um, the Europa League final. Uh, not that long ago under Klopp, of course. So they've gone deep in tournaments, uh, Liverpool, but they don't, you know, a little bit like Spurs, you think, are they are they not as streetwise as Spurs? Well, that's well, a, it's a think... really good point. Sorry, Joe, it's a really good point because, because what you've got there is almost, with Spurs, they, they feel quite, not formulaic, but quite well planned. Yes. They execute things in a certain way, uh-huh. whereas Klopp's Liverpool... That's not really his style. They're far more free form. Yeah. So you can talk about experience and canniness and, and grizzled wisdom and all the rest of it. But if Liverpool play that front four or five mm. and score four goals in the first half an hour against whoever it is, because mm. they can score against anyone, it's a different way of approaching it, it but is. it's a bloody effective one. Yeah. You know, so there are, there are more than, there's more than one way to skin a cat, is just what yeah. I was going to say. Absolutely. What, all I was going to say was that one of the interesting things as well, I, I think for a team like Spurs that are fairly new in the competition, um, that kind of unknown quantity... Um, is a, is kind of an advantage in the group stages that then sort of runs out by the by the knockout stages, mm. where it is the canny operators that are you know this is knockout now. Absolutely. It's different. It's not the same. It's, a it's your knockout, and, and it's, it's it's funny how sometimes the <laughs> Champions League is even even another step above something like the Europa League because if you look at Unai Emery, all right, who won uh, <laughs> yeah, as you'll see from Arsenal tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we've, we've had your fun. We're yeah. recording before Arsenal Milan. We, we, we've been talking. On, we've talked on the continent about um, Unai Emery who won the Europa League mm. three times in a row with Sevilla, Sevilla yeah. and he's been knocked out. At PSG, despite having all that wealth and all mm. that sort of uh, resource behind him, and so yeah, it's a fine, it's a fine margin. Get back to the Europa, mate, where you belong. <laughs> oh, you're not even in the Europa yeah. now because you've gone too far in the Champions League to be even considered for the Europa. I'd love to belong in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, love to well, belong Fulham, in it. Fulham might ride again, mate. Yeah, hey, saw them the other night. They were magnificent. Meet yeah. Shut double. up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your fat mouth. The fans love him, Peter. They I'm not really, surprised. Really I mean, do. bearing in mind that lad signed, just set him off. <laughs> <laughs> bearing in mind. 
Alexander Mitrovic was signed on Snapchat. Now, that's got to be a first, and it's really paid off for them. Mm. I, bet, I bet Mike Ashley used the puke invo- uh, rainbow emoji. <laughs> <laughs> filter, sorry, filter. <laughs> um, before we go to, to correspondence, just a quick bit of Premier League, and then, we'll, of course, we'll talk more Premier League in the mm. second half. Um, West Ham against Burnley. Let's bring us right back down to, uh, to earth, of course, with the, with the Claret and Blue derby, as I've just called it. Um, this is a big one for West Ham. I mean, they really could do with the result. I mean, if you look at the the table, which is much has been made of it, you know, they're only three points off the relegation zone. But with Crystal Palace playing uh, Chelsea and Stoke uh, playing Manchester City, this is a real chance for West Ham to play Burnley, who aren't scoring a lot of goals. Yes, they won their last game, but Burnley have got 40 points uh, and, and haven't been in great nick themselves. West Ham are at home. They could do with a win here. Yeah, and I think Burnley will be able to put pressure on them. And Burnley, in many ways, is a nightmare game for them because they've been good away from home. Mm-hmm. And they, they've almost filled that part of the, the puzzle that they were struggling with. Burnley, they're away form. They've yeah. done a lot better. But they're not season. winning many games, as we talked no, about. No, but yeah, more, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about predominantly the first half of the season. Yep. But more recently, you're right, they've not been brilliant. But West Ham, you know, it's, it's really easy, as I think we might have mentioned a week or two ago, to, to, to put a team in a box and go, oh, that's what they are. And what we did, what everyone did with West Ham under Moyes, is like, well, Moyes came in, mm-hmm. turned it around, they did really well, they started working a lot harder, they picked up a load of points, and so they're going to be fine. Well, they're not going to be fine because yeah. they haven't won a game, uh, they've won one in the league um, in the last five or six weeks, and that was against, uh, was it Watford at home they beat? Um, and they're not looking great, they lost their last two, and they've considered four in both of those games. So, and, and, and you take into account... Um, the, the stuff that is reportedly going on off the pitch. Miguel cool, Delaney yeah. wrote something in The Independent, which is very interesting to read. Um, it doesn't look great for them. And, and you know what? My, my experience of West Ham fans is doing the radio and having phone-ins come in mm-hmm. and, and West Ham fans ringing in. That, it's hard to not feel sorry for how that stuff has been handled with the new stadium and everything like that. I mean, mm. we joke about it and you know, it's funny and all the rest of it. But for them, it's a real... The heart and soul feels like it's been ripped out of that club to a lot of those fans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, the ill feeling isn't just the fact that the, that the club is terribly run. It's the fact that the fans don't seem to be cared about very much. Mm. But it yeah. seems to be the wrong fans are being represented uh, when it comes to... That, 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 is, what, that is what has, uh, appears to have been reported, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and you don't want to have the biggest stadium but, in the Championship, of course. But what do you <laughs> think about them on the pitch, though, Mark? I mean, well, they're all like, well, it, but this is the, that's what I'm going to say. Is a relega- Look, a relegation is obviously not wanted by any club. It, I think it would be a disaster for West Ham. With all the stuff, as you've, you've touched upon, going off the field, which, again, is read that article by Miguel Delaney in The Independent, if you can get your head around it, because it is quite complicated. The, the last thing they need is going down. That is a club yeah. who want to be seen. They've seen that, that they look at someone like Spurs and the way they've grown and so on, and they think, right, we want a bit of that. We've got the stadium to back it up now. We want to have a bigger fan base. We want to grow. To go down straight after, it could take them a while to pick themselves up and, from that. There is, there is actually resistance to that, though, isn't there? There is an idea that the club is sort of betraying its East End roots almost. I think yeah. that's definitely part of it. There's, mo- there's, there's, there's talk of... Uh, I've, I've spoken personally to West Ham fans who are very angry about this idea that they've lost their identity in the first instance when they move from the bowling. And I think it's all mm. couched with that sort of stuff. I don't think fans, when they think about it rationally, if they can, and, and think about it deeply, think, I don't want my team to be successful and this is the best way of becoming successful. So I'll ag- agree with it. I think they all get that. Yeah, yeah. But I think the way the tra- the stadium's been... I mean, if you look at the stuff, I'll you know, bring it back to Spurs, but the way the stuff 
has been handed at Spurs, all the videos they're releasing about the way they're being um, responsible and nodding to their past and, and how important it is. I mean, stuff like they've taken all the, all the, all the aggregate from the old stadium, mashed it up and put it in the floor of the new stadium. Mm. And it's a really easy PR yeah. win. Arsenal did it with the clock, did they not? Put the yeah, clock yeah, yeah. up there. Mm. Farmer moving to a new stadium, but we had treasured memories of Highbury yeah. and we really want to maintain those. Well, even Highbury, even the development of the flats, the, the pitch remains. What do, what do West Ham fans get? I'll tell you what they got. A load of lies. Mm. A load of yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. nonsense spouted by a bunch of people who mm. don't know how to run a bath, let alone a club, and it's coming back to bite them. And if they get relegated, it's, I agree with you, Marcus, absolutely disastrous. Mm. Even more disastrous than it would be for a, a common or garden club being regular, and to, relegated. And to, to just back you up on that point, I, I, you know, you look at Arsenal moving to the Emirates and you think, yeah, they had great times at Highbury. And I went to Highbury a few times and saw them play. But you think it's, it's the right move. A club like that needed to move into Definitely. another place. You, you might say the same if Chelsea get a move or, or expand the stadium, whatever it is. Uh, the same with Spurs and so on. West Ham, I look at that and think, Bloody hell, they probably should have stayed where they are. Well, this is it. It appeared to be the right move, didn't mm. it? It appeared to make a lot of sense. But the actual reality of moving into that stadium and the, the atmospheric problems that they've had there, um, it's just not what anyone was expecting or preparing for. Yeah, because because yeah, because they didn't build the stadium, it was already there. Right, without further ado, let's have some correspondence with that man, Pete Diggory Donaldson. Oh, make it more uh, enjoyable, Pete. Let's not be so pessimistic like we have been on the first half. I'll give you pessimism. Uh, Tom <laughs> says, I currently have an issue of Football Magazine when Saturday comes featuring a cover star Sam Allardyce and Alan Pardew next to the toilet I accidentally got a bit of wee on Pardew's forehead I thought Pete would like to know that's correct or I would like to know <laughs> um, uh, hello to um, hello Richard Price little update on um, footballs at weddings I attended my friend's wedding which was on my birthday a very tall man was there Vincent uh, Pericard oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. he yeah. was uh, at the time he had left Pompey um, he was playing for Swindon uh, the groom's sister was dating him. The sight of him on a bouncy castle was certainly a highlight. <laughs> I think I think he might be married to the daughter of either the kit man at Portsmouth or ah. a worker there who's been there. Did I tell you about Barry Harris? He's been at Portsmouth for like 60 years. No. Uh, I think it might be his daughter. Ah, uh, Basil Hazel. Married, married Vincent Pericard. Yeah, um, yeah. Basil Hazel. Basil Hazel. Yeah, she's called Gary. Gazel Hazel. Gazel Hazel. Hello to Tom. Uh, basically, he says that uh, Richubka is... Because uh, I think we said last time that uh, no one hits Paul... Rachubka uh, apparently leads fans very much hit Paul Rachubka. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that uh, there must be some football league fans. Yeah. Say what you like about Leeds, and we were very nice about them on our ACAS Plus special because <laughs> that O'Leary team was fantastic, but they will not hold back when it comes to finding things to hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joshua from Sheffield says, uh, as a long-suffering Arsenal fan, I thought my humiliation reached a zenith when uh, uh, Brighton uh, beat us. I was, however, proven wrong. I was ridiculed for wearing my Arsenal top to the gym by one gentleman who looked at me, chuckled to himself and asked, why the hell have you worn that outside? What made it worse was he was 65 years old and completely naked. <laughs> uh, Paul Salmon. Hello, Ramblers. I can no longer listen to uh, stories of Kevin King and painting him in a bad light without speaking up in his defence. Look, Paul, I'm on the same page. It's these rabble. Is this Paul, the no, Paul Simon? We're not painting <laughs> him in a bad light. We're painting him in a very unlucky light. Yeah. Mm, Paul uh, Salmon. Life is painting him in the unlucky yeah. light. Yeah, exactly. Got to have we, some we all, I, think, I think I can speak on behalf of Jim and Marcus as well when I say we all do have like an affection for Keith. Oh, we love Keith. And Keegan. a respect for what he achieves in the game. But definitely, if he sets down on a park bench, it will be wet paint on it. Yeah. 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 And that'll uh, get struck by lightning. Well, yeah, I mean, this, chiefly, a lot of respect for what he achieved with this soccer circus as well. This, don't be rude. This can't, I mean, this is kind of ties it. I'm kind of hoisting myself here by. It's My happening Keegan. to you. Yeah. Even talking about him, Hoist it's happening away. to you. Hoist Keegan, 
Uh, Keegan was uh, once sat. In, basically, my dad used to work for British Airways. This is Paul Salmon, not me, not Simon. Uh, and uh, on one flight to America, I joined him. I was ten at the time and just starting to bloody love football. Keegan was sat in first class with his daughter, and down the back in world traveller economy uh, was thank you for that. Uh, was a large group of kids who were on a trip similar to uh, like what Make a Wish offers, basically in the US. Terminally ill children mm-hmm. having a dream experience. My dad explained to Kevin Keegan uh, if he could uh, come down and uh, sign a few autographs for the boys who were into football from the group. Uh, without hesitating, he said no. I'd like to go down and meet them if that's okay. He spent three hours with the group, missing his dinner, eating with them. One of them, while sat in his lap, was sick all over him, which caused no (laughs) issue. Terminal child, Marcus. Uh, Except when, uh, disembarking the plane, a fellow first-class passenger said, typical footballer getting drunk and vomiting. That's the funny bit. That's the funny bit. He got blamed for it. He got blamed for being oik. It wasn't even his sick. Brilliant stuff. I I think, think to me as well, I I won't speak on behalf of Marcus and Jim on this, but for me, I... There's no doubt in my mind that Keegan's a lovely fellow. Oh, yeah, Keegan, absolutely. That's what makes it so funny because it's so yes. profoundly unfair. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. To such a nice man. To such a nice and talented yeah, man. And that was very well. naughty of you to say. To what do you mean? Child. Well, but, all um, right, Jim as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But, but yeah, that's uh, that's the point. Anyway, great to hear Ke- uh, Keegan's story. Yeah. Where, do, you uh, one, do you want one final one? Keegan biting back. Andrew yeah. from Wandsworth. Oh, dear Ramblers, listening, again. listening to the most recent Shred episode, I was surprised to hear a mention of Paul Merton's wedding and David Seaman. I was at that wedding. Oh, I am Paul Merton's nephew. Oh, we've got Paul Merton's nephew who lives at the Ramble. We've got Russ Abbott's grandson. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Celebrities left, right, and centre, mate. The bassist mm. from uh, from uh, Bastille. Whoa. Drummer. Uh, Drummer, actually. Woodsy. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Woodsy, 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 yeah, Woodsy. Um, so, anything to report, or did he just want to blow bro- bro- steepers at the wedding? The goalkeeper in question was, in fact, Peter Shilton. Oh, oh hello. Famously, he famously follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> famously, I took a, an equivalent penalty and missed. Yeah. Uh, he, he set up a small seven-a-side goal, which he then plugged a couple of times. Uh, he then plugged a couple of times while people took penalties. Either way, he stood there while people took penalties at him. He was, he was, plugging, he was plugging up the goal. I scored, I scored two of my three. That mm. makes it sound like he brought the goal with him. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe that was part of it. That's yeah. class. I like Maybe that. that's what he does. Just get yeah. a couple of, cut the suit jackets. Get this, get this, though. Oh, well, I, DM him. Him. So ask him, yeah. I scored two of three, which isn't that impressive considering Bruce Forsyth scored three of three. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow. Brucey bonus. Yeah, yeah. we go. <laughs> nice to see you. To see you score. So, yeah, oh. got to get to the show short, thefootballramble.com. Nice to send you the wrong way, to send you the wrong way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why did I forget an email address right as well? Uh, don't Good be stuff. rude. Good stuff. There Marcus. we are. Right. It's time for a... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Break.
It's like the People's Front of Judea. Nobody can make a decision. Meetings about meetings. <laughs> Indeed. Can we, get, can we get a Bruce Forsyth uh, jingle, Pete? Probably not now. Well, good, you might be able to put one together. Good game, good game. <laughs> yeah, good game. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Well, that, this that was incredible. That was like Steptoe doing an impression of it. <laughs> it was like Steptoe doing an impression of the crazed granddad doing an impression of Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> oh, dear. There we go. Now, Manchester United and Liverpool, the big one. Mm. It's happening this weekend. Part of uh, Sky Sports' patented, uh, patented rivalry weekend. Rivalry, rivalry weekend. weekend. Yeah. Bournemouth v Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's another one. Oh, West Ham v Burnley, the Claret Derby. Absolutely, Mourinho versus Klopp. Will there be mind games? I don't think Klopp cares too much. No, Klopp, no. Klopp basically is so emotionally led that if they win, he's really happy and hugs people. If they yep. lose, he literally walks out of interviews and press conferences. <laughs> yeah. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, mind games aren't going to work. Him. No, you can't. You can't. But yeah, I, something that was uh, confirmed on Twitter, and I think Jim, you were always quite fascinated with uh, the Jaffa Cakes link to Manchester yes. United players, particularly Rio Ferdinand. Well, Brian McClare revealed on Twitter... Chocky. Chocky, oh, use his cho- nickname. Go on, <laughs> Chocky. Um, that uh, Sir Alex Ferguson used to encourage the players to eat Jaffa Cakes. Mm. So this was an actual thing. There were a very a... quick burst of energy. That's Correct. right. Mm. That's right. Um, yeah. And apparently it was five Jaffa Cakes on a training day and then three before a match. I'll get through a packet like that. Yeah. yeah. I can do a packet of Jaffa Even Cakes, that. I reckon, in under two minutes. With a cup of tea. No problem, Sam. Honestly, I can. Film it. <laughs> Definitely. With a cup of tea, I could do two boxes in the same amount of time. Oh, yeah. Pete, you're I'm, I'm not doing it, though. By the way, you I, and I are racing. I'm on, I'm on a health so kick. You, if you've got tea, you reckon you can do twice as much in the same time as Luke without tea? That's a bold yeah, statement for me, isn't it? Yeah, look at the, bit, look at the physical it, yeah. profile of both of us. <laughs> no, I think that's unlikely. Competitive eaters are legendarily quite thin. Yeah. I should say that our cameraman, Sam, is in the room. Luke hasn't just called somebody Sam. He's got one of our names wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, Luke's gone weird. He keeps saying yeah. he, he's got an imaginary yeah, friend yeah. called okay. Slam. Pete, do you remember your my name? What? Do you remember my name, Pete? Always, mate. Yeah. Where do I send the death threats to? <laughs> Martin, <laughs> normally. <laughs> All the heads I'm seeing around me are now just big Jaffa cake. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason I was fascinated by this was because I learned about it because just suddenly during a game, Rio Ferdinand was having a Jaffa cake. Yeah, that's I right. had no context for why and, it was I, happening. At the time... I remember thinking, because you know, we, you, you often, especially these days, see players come off the bench or, or go over to the bench and get a piece of paper with notes on it. Mm, yep. At the time when, when Rio Ferdinand was eating those Jaffa cakes, because he was eating them while the game was yeah, actually yeah. happening. Yeah. It wasn't a break and play. I remember thinking... What a delicious treat, though. Oh, yeah, yeah fantastic. Oh. Lovely. But I remember wondering if there's anything in the laws of the game which says, well, you know what? You can't yeah. eat while you're playing. Because if, if not... Right. I'd love to see someone get a three-course dinner out there. A full, oh, a full roast. Leg, yeah. Yeah. Big turkey leg. Oh, big turkey. Yeah, Yorkshire brilliant. pudding. Yeah, we love it. The kit man with a jug of gravy. Have a little dip. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the spirit, I feel, but still, we'd like to see... Who was that footballer? Um, it was was it Roger Johnson? Is this where the whole drinking thing? When he was on a pre-season friendly, yeah, he had a pint. Yeah, that's it? right. He was mm, he, he, game. It was was it maybe in the US? It was. Perhaps. I think it was. A it was a brawl. You occasionally see footballers do it, run over to the crowd and have a sip of the beer. I've seen yeah. John Dernan at Portsmouth do it. I might have yeah. seen Paul Gascoigne do it in a testimonial. I as well. remember. Oh God, who was <laughs> that's it? a safe bet. <laughs> who was the keeper of Hartlepool? Somebody threw a couple of because he was fat. People would throw Mars bars and he used to eat the Mars bars. That's ah, going to make it yeah. worse. No, he's going to make No, I get a bit of energy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's my United Liverpool done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eat Jaffa Cakes. Um, Sponsored yeah, by Jaffa Cakes. I, I, feel that, um, I feel that this is a real opportunity for Liverpool because I've been saying for a few weeks now, and I think maybe you guys have been agreeing with me at least in part, that United, to me, feel like a team of individuals. Now, I know they got, came back and beat Palace mm-hmm. and, and that was a good win for them and I, I don't want to take that away from them. But 
the very idea, I would argue, they went two goals down in the first place would say that they weren't, they're not quite clicking properly yeah. with, with Pogba and Sanchez and all the rest of it. They, they dug it out, though. They dug it out. I'll tell you what, I will give them a lot more respect for sure if they beat Liverpool at the weekend because Liverpool have got a real opportunity here to go to Old Trafford and, and beat them and beat them well because going forward, Liverpool are irresistible. Yeah. Was it at Old Trafford when Liverpool ripped them to pieces and Ger- Gerard scored two penalties and missed a third and they tore them apart? Yeah. It's not three nil or four. There's a couple. You of big remember wins the game there. though. They've it's, had a couple of big wins in the recent years, right? And I think it's poised here. It could, if it goes that way, it could go big for Liverpool. I'm not predicting it will. I'm just saying there's a chance it could Jim, happen. Jim, yeah. do you well, think that that Liverpool front line will have the Man United back line by the Jaffers? I think that they absolutely <laughs> have, a, have a chance getting them by the Jaffers because they score so many goals away from home. They're joint highest with Leon across the top high oh, top five leagues in Europe. And I wonder how Mourinho is going to approach this game because if he sort of just stinks it out and shuts up shop in fear of that Liverpool side, mm-hmm. which is a completely legitimate fear. I mean, even if he wins, it's politically that's quite difficult for him. Tricky, United will not have that. It's they will not have a spoiler tactic against Liverpool at home. Similar, what, similar to what happened in the, in the Manchester derby, of course. Quite. Well, and against Spurs at home when they won one nil. Because he he does this, but I think he you know, he, But they got the result. I mean, this is the tr- this is the trick. This is it, isn't it? We've spoken about this, and a lot of others have. Manchester United fans, will they accept that? Mm. Will they accept a home win against Liverpool 1-0 where they've basically said Liverpool are better attacking, we'll have to stink out the place and hopefully nick it, and all oh, thankfully we did. Or do they think, no, sod that, we're, we're Manchester United. But the fact of the matter is Man United are still second now. They could be overtaken by Liverpool. But it is incredible how critical people have been, and we have as well, of Manchester United this season. They are still second. David De Gea. Dave the save. Big, big part of that. Mm. Well, but, you, but you, he's you still a, yeah, but Mo Salah's a big part of it. He's God, still no, a player. I'm, who, not, I'm not denigrating his contribution. I mean, you can make a decent argument to say De Gea is a great crop of goalkeepers all around the world at the moment, and De Gea is arguably a pick of the bunch. He's a fantastic player, and that is legitimate. All right. But the reality is, you talk about um, Liverpool going forward against that Man United back line, I almost, I almost sort of sucked my air through my teeth going, God, I wouldn't fancy that. But the, <laughs> the fact is, I've got De Gea, and he can make 50 saves a game, yeah. and that gets him out of a lot of trouble. If he's on form... You know, anything can happen. But Liverpool 13-8 to eight to beat United at Old Trafford with bet 365. That's a pretty good bet. Uh, £10 that returns £26.25 including stake. Could we see a big performance from Romelu Lukaku building on what he's done in recent weeks? He was saying... It depends on service though, doesn't it? Well, That's of course thing, it like, does. Well, yeah, it depends how they set up. You're he right. Can't, um, he can't do it by himself. Interesting duel between him and Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, I would anticipate. Mm. Well, v- v- Lukaku said recently in an interview that he is Mourinho's. What did he say? What was sergeant? Sergeant, thank you. Was that was the title uh, that he gave himself? And Mourinho does that. He likes a sergeant, or almost like someone who embodies him on the pitch. Mm. Drogba was was his man at Chelsea, mm. and uh, and I think Mourinho wants that out of someone like Lukaku. And and if he can get that, that will give Lukaku. You know, to, to, for Mourinho to say that kind of thing to Lukaku is, is gives him a lot of. Uh, confidence, it gives him, you know, he trusts him. Do you know what I mean? And that's what they're looking for is Lukaku to to to, to become that player. But as Pete says, he can only become that player if he's allowed to be. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot, of, I've, I've mentioned in the past that <clears throat> some of this thing about Lukaku's record against big clubs, you have to take it into perspective because of the way a Mourinho team, uh, this season particularly with mm. Lukaku, will, will, will set up against a good team. Yeah. It's not set up for him to achieve and score loads of goals. You know, that's that's just a fact. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying he's blameless, but um it's definitely a factor. Yeah. I I can't see this match. I can only see this match going two ways. Either a, a score draw, maybe one all, or Liverpool absolutely hammering Manchester United and it being a proper kind of short Size piece, short piece kind of moment. landmark yeah, kind yeah. of moment where yeah. you sort of go, 
all right, okay, this could be the, the the way things go for the next couple of seasons because Mourinho's just not getting the best out of his players. He might leave at the end of the season and then we go through the same thing in, in another year's time with a new manager. Is your prediction still on the table? Mourinho off by the summer, is it? I said by oh, May, yeah. didn't I? I think you said June. But, did I, did, you... but I didn't say which June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So so you will be right, because presumably before A, June, he'll be gone. The, the, um, the chap, you, the, you guys are being very arrogant, assuming which calendar I did. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's can, true. <laughs> <laughs> can I uh, just bring up the fact that uh, uh, Brian McClare was the one who brought up the, yeah. um, the Jaffa cake. Chocky. Chocky. What? It's his nickname, Chocky. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. Chocky McClare. Yeah. Chocky McClare. Like, yeah. a, like an eclair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a stretch, isn't it? That's yeah, cool. I know, it's terrible. That's why um, I said it. <laughs> have, you se- have you seen his Twitter profile picture? I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. He's got a big old beard mm-hmm. and a mobile phone that he's got the biggest um, kind of protective cover on his mobile phone I've ever seen in my life. It's the sort of thing you, you see on a out. building site round a digital radio. He it's so a, protected. He might be, have been on a di- uh, building oh, I've just, site. I've just looked at it. It's amazing. It's a, it's a beast, isn't it? It's like a tank. Yeah. All right, well, everybody get on that. <laughs> that is a definite takeaway for this show. This week. <laughs> and also, I think the text on the screen might be rather large. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Brian McLeod's own Twitter. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say, before we move on from Manchester United Liverpool, that Adam Lallana back in uh, action, making his first start since... Wrestling a boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him on the plane. Move on. <laughs> Excellent. Of course, his former club, Southampton, are away to Newcastle. Huge one near the bottom of the league. 16th versus 17th. Mm. There's, when, your, there's your great rivalry or whatever the hell Sky Sports are doing. People yeah. talk about um, you know um, uh, players and teams having a winter break. Just go out the FA Cup because Newcastle got 21 days off after this. Have they? 21 days. Got a little prediction about Rafa, mate. Oh, what? Gone by the year of the rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the year um, of the raft. That's because there's an international break as well, though, right? Yeah, but yeah. also because the Spurs, because Spurs went through on the FA Cup. Oh, yeah. Twenty one days. Twenty one days. So, so if you're not as good, you don't play as many games. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. If Newcastle are beaten by Southampton, which will be an absolute crime because Southampton are terrible. Um, you will spend a long time in the relegation zone if the results go that way. Yeah, you don't exactly. want to be yeah, spending yeah. 21 no. days in there because it tell you what, it start, you start to get used to it. I've heard. <laughs> 21 Set days. What, what off-field stuff can happen in those <laughs> yeah. three weeks that we can get our teeth into? Uh, but yeah, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, Stoke are playing Manchester City and Palace are playing Chelsea. Huddersfield are playing Swansea. This is a great chance for either side to potentially go four or five points clear of the relegation zone and climb a few places. This is a huge one. I don't, I don't want to step on Pete's toes and jump in front of him, but Newcastle have to, absolutely have to go for this. Mm. They've got to go for a win. Southampton are better away from home than they are at home. I think the, the atmosphere, I was down in Southampton doing a bit of work for, for someone else a while back, and the atmosphere down there is, seems pretty toxic to me. They're very frustrated with the manager. You mentioned, Marcus, earlier that you think that Pellegrino might go in the summer. I think that's absolutely nailed on. I think that's yeah. definitely going to happen. Um, Southampton are in a position where they're using these games away from home as a real vacation away from their home yeah. woes. I mean, they've beaten um, West Brom, obviously, who are terrible. Actually, they've beaten West Brom twice because they beat them in the Cup as well. Well, only West Brom um, have won fewer games than Saints in the league. Exactly. But at home, particularly Southampton are bad. They struggle for goals. The, the, the manager cannot change it during a game. Newcastle have got to go for it. And the reason I say that is because Benitez is very studious, isn't he? I want this amount of points from these amount of games. Yeah. I'm going to go about it. I don't care what anyone says. Mm. I'm going to set up in a certain way. I'm going to do what I want to do the most. And I'm going to try and get points from it. Mm. He has to identify this game as a, as a winnable game. It was, it was kind of... Um, not galling, but it's kind of upsetting to see how Newcastle sort of set up against Liverpool. They didn't concede a lot of goals. 
fine. They don't but get do, beaten heavily, do, do they? They never I do. But I don't think Newcastle do concede a lot of goals this season. No. Their defence is quite yeah. tight. Jamal Salazar got them really well marked. The, the only time they've they've been hammered, you'd argue they've been hammered, was when they were beaten by United 4-1. Mm. And they went a goal ahead in that game. Yeah. Other than that, they've not conceded yeah. 4 this yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. Though, so, 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 so they're never going to... But I think they could have gone after Liverpool a little bit more and shown a little bit more. in, in Just the try to attack them yeah, a bit. Just, well, well, Newcastle are now 4-1 to to be relegated with Bet365. So £10 on that returns £50, including stake if they fail to beat the drop. Oh, Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Let's move <laughs> they, on swiftly. They should have beaten Bournemouth. That, that, you know, that, that was kind, a those, real... Yeah. Those kind of results yeah. are just stupid. They kill you if you're not careful. Yeah. Those going, yeah. Move on swiftly from that to our best bet with Bet365, Luke. I've got an exciting one. Here we go. Um, so you guys will become... Well, would have become well acquainted with the Rodden family by now. Oh, yeah. We've had Tom and Mark... Um, delivering losing bets, shall we say, <laughs> um, failing to live up to the good name, what I assume is the good name of the Rodden family. Step forward, Emma Rodden. Oh, Hello. no. Here we go. Hi there, Ramblers. May I introduce myself? Yeah. I am Emma Rodden, daughter of Mark and sister of Tom. <laughs> and I'm bid- it's, like, it's like a Lord of the Rings type intro. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm bidding for the honour of becoming the first female to sit in the Better of the Week hot seat. On last week's show, Jim appealed for mum to get involved, but despite being married to my dad for 32 years and raising three football-mad children, football is still a mystery to her. So come on, please give me the chance to restore some rod and honour. Well, we're doing that. Yeah, we are going to yeah, do that. Yeah. She said, I don't want you to think that we're picking on Everton, but 13-5 to five with Bet365. <laughs> <laughs> for Brighton to beat them on Saturday is surely too high. Brighton have taken 10 points from their last four games in the Premier League, whereas Everton, as we know, are just not very good. So my bet of the week is to ignore all this both teams to score stuff that happened uh, to my brother and my dad and just lump on £50, a straight Brighton win over Everton. Goodison's loss can be Prostate Cancer UK's gain. Yours, Emma Rodden. Brighton to beat Everton is indeed 13 to 5, and £50 on that outcome will return £180, including stake, should Hewton's men win again. All proceeds, of course, go to Prostate Cancer UK, and you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, begambleaware.org is the place to go. Good luck, Emma. Something to look forward to for the weekend. Good luck to those seagulls. <laughs> indeed. What else are we going to look forward to to the weekend? Well, uh, because, because it is Sky Sports uh, rivalry weekend, I asked people on the Facebook page who their rivals in life were uh, <laughs> instead of the usual chutney of what you're looking forward to. I just thought I'd mix up a bit. Chutney. Um, have, you guys got, have you got any rivals? Jim Campbell. Yeah, yeah well, you? people would probably expect me to say Carlos Tevez because I always say he's like a spoiled mercenary dickhead. But the thing is, that doesn't make my ne- making my nemesis because he just is a spoiled mercenary dickhead. And there's it, no, there's no, you know, and he has no to know, question of that. To be a proper nemesis, presumably he has to know about you as well. Well, yeah, quite. I, I, doubt I don't mean that as a dick, but doubt, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, that's just a fact, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't know what, Marcus, all those things. <laughs> Jim Campbell. Jim, fair enough. Yeah. Sticking with it. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Mudge has been in touch on the Facebook saying, uh, my favourite rivalry is the football ramble versus the listeners. <laughs> 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 Which is absolutely true. Yeah, fair. Um, uh, Darius Panozzo, the, the brilliantly named Darius Panozzo. My brother is my, uh, my rival. He had the career I never got, but I'm the older brother and therefore I'm way better. Also, it's nearly my birthday, so I'm definitely right, and I'm not petty in any way. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> hey, do you have any rivals? Um, uh, the drummer slash bassist from Bastille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Le- Leicester University. Leicester University, yeah. yeah. Particularly uh, the librarian, though. Tim Cahill. Mm. One of mine would be the lead guitarist or rhythm guitarist, I forget which, from One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> Let me finish with this one from Stuart Wallace. He says, I have an unknown rivalry with an old man in my gym. 
He continually manages to get a locker above mine and then proceeds to get fully naked and sit on the bench, legs stretched out, making it hard for me to get my locker to, uh, get to my locker to change. Mm. It has come to a head only once when I asked if he could move a little as I wanted to tie my shoe and he just glared at me. I started to tie my shoe. He moved in front of me, bare-assed, and started to fish in his locker. I have since moved my schedule around to avoid his nakedness, so I guess he's won. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely he's one. Oh, Age yeah. before beauty, mate. I wonder if that's related to the Arsenal fan earlier. Yeah. Could be. Could uh, there's a be. man at my gym uh, who, I'm not very good at the gym, but I, I can only do weights because I find everything else very dull. But there's a man who always comes over and gives me unsolicited gym advice, which is the most unwelcome kind of anything. Like what? Give us an example. Just sort of like, oh, just, you lean into that bit, bit too much. I'm like, piss off, mate. Is that appropriate behaviour? No, it really isn't, is it? He's, not, gonna, he's not even a personal trainer. He's just a dude that goes to the gym. Is he going to mash your back up doing that? <laughs> I, I, Piss I, off. Either, either he's, and then when I kiss him in the showers later, he's really... <laughs> I, I, I feel like you. this might mean you are so bad at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I cannot let this pass. Yeah. I'm, I'm like one of those videos you see a lad bible yeah. Yeah. Maybe like tied to one of those um, kind of uh, cords just mm. bouncing around. <laughs> Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. It's been an absolute pleasure. We're all rooting for Brighton this weekend, of course, apart from Everton fans, because mm. that would be ridiculous, quite mm. frankly. <laughs> uh, oh, and maybe Crystal Palace fans depends as well. Depends how much you hate. It's only love charity, I guess. Mm. Yeah, well, depends there we how are. Many, Marcus, depends how many of those Everton fans are going to see the bigger picture. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Luke. Enjoy rivalry weekend. Say goodbye, Jimmy C. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. See you later, Marcus. Bye from me. <laughs> <laughs>